Welcome to a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fing. And we're back, man. Episode 150, another milestone. Yeah. 150 fucking episodes. That's a lot of episodes. That's a lot of episodes, man. 150, uh, not 150 straight weeks because we drop content sometimes twice in a week. Doubled it up on these niggas, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. This is what this is what it takes, man. Yeah. This is what it takes. Stay consistent, keep doing the work. But I mean, we got a long way to go. Yeah. We got a long way to go until we are in all the ears of the people in Bakersfield, California. My objective is to get the respect from this city to where this is Bakersfield's podcast. When you wake up in the morning on your drive to work, I want everyone to be listening to this shit. That is the objective. There you go. Right. And then mm-hmm. make this shit a a fucking statewide podcast a global phenomenon i want to be the black joe rogan that's my objective (laughs) (laughs) i want to talk about ayahuasca and um aliens and shit i want to be the black andrew schultz yeah i don't know about that (laughs) (laughs) come on son (laughs) that's funny all right let's get right into it man um the grind culture all right okay Hey, when you first said that, I I, I initially went to Grinder. Oh no! That's <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> oh, no, no, not, not that, not that type of grind. Grinder culture. <laughs> oh, not that. Not talking about dicks, okay? Uh, look here, um, grind culture. What I mean by grind culture is, you know, there's a bunch of people that come to social media and they're like, "Yo, I'm out here grinding," and you know, they'll talk about what they're doing and. I notice primarily men do this shit. They'll be like, yo, you know, I'm out here grinding. They'll post pictures of lions all the time and, you know, talk about lions don't care about this. And, mm-hmm. and it's just a bunch of people doing this, right? Mm-hmm. A bunch of men that are doing this. And what I've noticed is I don't know, like a person that's really doing the work. I don't know how much you need in regards to attention. Yeah. Because if you're doing the work, the results are what you're working for. You're not mm. really working for the attention from people. Mm-hmm. What I think it is, too, is I seen this one guy. He was like, I've been up. I'm, I'm, he said, uh, I'm up late at night thinking of a business plan. It's probably like two in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, OK, you know, good for you. Yeah. How close are you coming to that business plan by getting on Facebook, telling people you're looking for a business plan? Right. Like my grandfather worked for the same company for over 50 years, but I never remember him saying like, hey, kids, I just got off of work working hard. <laughs> could you, too too could many you, men, too many men want fucking attention for the fact that they're doing something. This yeah. is the shit you're already supposed to be doing this shit. Why would you want credit for something that you're already fucking doing? That's my problem. Yeah, I feel like we we as a culture need. We 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 always looking for validation. True, and I, I think a little bit of is of it is okay because right. we're content creators ourselves. 100%. So we you know our validation is people listening, people inboxing, people exactly. seeing us in purpose, person saying you're like yo your podcast is dope, that kind of stuff. But the work though, like yeah. you know people are looking for you know someone to like give them a pat on the back for like, there you go the middle part of you know right. what, what's going on and i think that's not that's not right i feel like the validation or you know when we seek approval from other people that should be the 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 presentation or the there product we're presenting to the world but a lot of people they want to like you know there's a a, a musician out there that every time they get in the studio they're you know posting a boomerang or something like that and it's like 
in reality, no one really cares about that. No. We care about the music. You know right. what I mean? And you think about like the biggest artists in the world, a guy like Drake or, you know, J. Cole or Kendrick. This Kendrick Lamar ain't posted on Instagram in, in five years. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm sure he's in a studio every single day. Right. You know what I mean? And we don't see him in there like posting boomerangs and, you know, you know, all the behind the scenes kind of stuff. Yeah. People live in a world this where it's like, uh, um, if you didn't post it, it didn't happen type yeah. shit. It's like, I don't need to post this shit. Hey, let's be very clear. If you're going to get credit for anything, at least let it be organic. Yeah. Me and Keith put out content. This is episode 150, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not like, hey, listen to my podcast, please. I don't be out fucking telling people, hey, how you doing, man? I'm good. Hey, you need to listen to my podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't solicit the content. Yeah. I like for people to find it. Mm-hmm. Because if you find the content and you actually enjoy it, now it's a little I'm not pressuring you to listen to it. It's 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 something that you can organically gravitate to and you enjoy it. Yeah. But what a lot of people do is is they kind of bum rush you with this idea like, hey, look at me, I'm grinding. Hey, look at me, I'm a music artist. Hey, look at me, I'm a trainer, I'm a whatever. And it's like, yo, let your work be the shit that influences people to look at what you what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, remember the, the promo guy do, you know, yeah. Instagram, if, it, if anybody out there that's like a content creator, or even if you got a, a business where you selling shirts or whatever, right. Um, you can take something from this guy's Instagram. His name is uh, promo God. Yeah. Um, and he, he primarily talks about music marketing, but one of the things he said, he was like, you got to get in front of people's faces without like, overtly getting in front of people's right. faces. He was like that that he was like basically saying like that whole tagging people and Stop you know that. inboxing everybody. He was like that that's cool, but it gets annoying. Yes. Annoying. So he was saying like you got to be able to get in front of people's faces without actually like making it look like you are. Exactly. So for us that's like we post obviously we post the content, um we share it to the you know the timeline and the story and then when somebody else listens to it and they share it. And there you go. We share it on our timeline and stuff. That's kind of like that, um, right? That cachet a little bit to where like people right. are like, oh snap! Like if this person is listening to it and this is a snippet of what's going on, maybe I should dive in and, and, right. and do it. Yeah. And, and it's like people, you got to think about it, regardless of what industry you're in. If you're a podcaster, instead of being like, hey y'all, y'all, law, if you ain't listening to my podcast yet, you losing, man. Like, yeah, people be doing that. People be feeling slighted by people not. Like, you know, your friends or family not um, being consumers of your content. Well, not even that. Just in general. I mean, like when you're when you're um, promoting whatever you're doing and you're like, hey, man, if you're listening to podcast shit, you lose a man. Do this. For, if you just put out the content, people are going to gravitate to it. Not to mention. Yeah. Let's say if you're in a different industry, let's say you're a, 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 you're a musician. It's the same shit. Or if you're a personal trainer, if you're a personal trainer, it's about the fucking clients. It's yeah. not about you. Yeah. When I see some people's pages and, they, and like these Instagram people and they say certified personal trainer, but every picture is a picture of your booty. Yeah. Or it's a picture of you with your shirt off. You're a certified freak, not just, a certified yeah, person. Yeah, certified freak seven days a week. Yeah, there you go. Wet ass pussy make that pull out game week. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga know all the lyrics. <laughs> yep, yep, a little, yep, little dangly thing in the, in the back of your throat. No, but if you're a personal trainer and you got a couple pictures of yourself, that's fine. But what about your fucking clients? Yeah. If I'm a personal trainer, I'm trying to show my clients and, you know, I'm, I'm showing the results that they've had from working with me because yeah. that sells my business. Hello. That sells my business. When you see a woman that come in and she chubby or she big and now she lean she results. Yeah. Boom. Motherfuckers yeah. going to be hitting your line like, hey, man, hey, um, uh, uh, 
Yeah. But if you just say I'm a personal trainer and every picture is of you with your shirt off, mm-hmm. why the fuck would I want you to train me? Yeah. Just because I'm looking at you, I want to see actual clients. Mm-hmm. I want to see what do you call those testimonials. Mm-hmm. Those things are important. Mm-hmm. So regardless of what, just don't be don't be uh, thirsty for attention. Mm-hmm. If you're grinding, that's great. Yeah. If you're growing your business from the bottom up, that's great. But don't be a motherfucker that's like, yeah, I'm out here grinding. I think it's for attention. We talked about this earlier. Not just attention, but when men do it, it's for female attention. Yeah. Because a lot of dudes that do this shit, they're hoping that there's a woman that's stupid enough to be like, oh, my God, he works so hard. I really like him a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think (laughs) I think there's a, a difference between like promotion and then that kind of that fake grind culture right because right. some people can utilize that as like you know if you post them behind the scenes of a music video or mm-hmm. something like that you know that's obviously you promoting what you got going on mm-hmm. but some people like you said they're doing it for um i would say like almost like clickbait kind doing of thing it for credit yeah 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 it's almost like a clout chasing in a, there in a you sense because it'd be a lot of people like and i've seen i've been on s- different sets and stuff like that where people would do like the whole like yo what we out here doing man what we out here doing that kind of thing yeah and it's like we're not doing nothing and you're not actually a integral part of yeah. what's going on <laughs> put your phone away <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what's crazy is like there's always that motherfucker that's probably at a studio session with a big artist yeah and he was like and they'll probably be like a friend of a friend that's at the studio like if you put your faith in god and you work hard you, uh, could, you, could, be, you could be here too we, uh, I've seen I've seen that so many times like, like and, and people don't realize like if you're an average person out there and you see these certain people in studios with other people just realize that it's pretty easy to get in some of these studio oh, sessions yeah. and you don't even actually have to know who the artist is a lot of these artists just like different people in the studio vibing with yeah. them so they mm-hmm. might you might get invited because you're a friend of a friend but it don't really mean anything in the grand scheme of things. No, it doesn't. I mean, the person that's always posting those pictures and videos is probably just the guy. His job is to roll up the weed. Yeah. He's just there to roll up the blunts and shit for the rappers. Yeah. And he's the one like, yeah, if you work hard and put your faith in God, like, you could be here, too. Yeah. And like, what the fuck, dude? You're just bringing the weed. <laughs> there was a, uh, they did a documentary. Um, so, J. Cole, his label's Dreamville. Right, right. And they did a documentary, um, basically documenting their last album. Uh-huh. And uh, this is kind of a tangent, but basically wanted to do, I don't remember who it was, but they walked, like, J. Cole was, like, running from one studio room to another one, just kind of getting, like, everything set up and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then one of the dudes was like, hey, Cole, can I get a picture with you? And he was like, I ain't going nowhere, bro. And he just walked off. (laughs) (laughs) J. Cole didn't see any value in that guy. (laughs) I was just like, man, it just kind of like, it sucks because you, you would much rather be like us in those situations where it's like, dude, live in the moment. You know, if you got, if you get a chance to take a picture or whatever, and even in the thing it said, don't take no pictures, but there was, there's going to be opportunity that like, them they were actually documenting the whole thing so right. it's like there's going to be opportunities where you can take pictures or you know get get these like you know it's uh, just you thirsty man yeah just be normal bro. thirsty that's man gonna, look if i see j cole honestly you know want, you want to know why i don't want any pictures with j cole is because i don't want to take any pictures unless i'm working with him mm-hmm. if you're working with someone and you actually have a real reason to document that 
awesome. But if you're just a fly on the wall or you're just a person walking by, I don't want a picture with J. Cole. Mm-hmm. My objective is to have him on a podcast down the year, like down the line. Mm-hmm. And by me even saying that, people probably think I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Why would you think J. Cole would ever want to be on your fucking mm-hmm. podcast? Well, maybe because I have belief in myself. I think that's a good thing. You can have a belief in yourself, but for the Christ's sake, just do the work. Yeah. The reason why I have confidence in myself is because I've done the work. There's a uh-huh. difference. You, you know, it's crazy, too. Um, kind of when you're talk, talking about doing the work, I feel like more every day, like I'm getting more and more confident. Exactly. Like in every aspect. Like, you know, we've been shooting skits more consistently. Like, honestly, I feel like when I go out there, like I'm so sharp. Like yeah. I just know exactly what I want to do when I'm in here editing. It's just like, you know, it's, it's pretty smooth when we're doing a podcast weaving in and out of topics even you know sometimes when we don't talk as much throughout the week right you still come like, in here yeah, yeah 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 i remember one time i was tired like tired tired and i came in here and i, I it was like one of the funnest podcasts we had had mm-hmm. and i'm just like you know you just feel like you just get sharper and sharper every day yeah man what i'll say is this to- sharper okay um <laughs> what i'll say to <laughs> what i'll say to wrap this up this conversation here is look man just do the fucking work yeah, the results will the results will basically uh, engage people. That's really it. Yeah. When you do the work, the results will basically be all you need to affirm what you need to keep doing or whatnot. But if mm-hmm. you just keep on putting your shit out there and talking about how hard you're grinding. OK, that's good for you, man. But it's it's actually really regular. Yeah. I mean, what do you expect? You expect to fall into some opportunities? That's not how it works. Yeah. When you're working hard, that's what the fuck you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Switching gears. Um, I was scrolling through Instagram one day and I seen this. Uh, I guess it was it wasn't even a quote. It was just like one of those memes that have like a message on it. Uh-huh. And it said before you go, remember, they used to like misquote Tupac all the time. Oh, my God. It's so fucking annoying. <laughs> They had shit on there that Tupac never said. It'll be like, it'll be like, it'll show a picture of Tupac and it'll say like, don't be fooled women with, with real, with real, uh, what did it say? Don't be fooled women with real jobs and thick hips are winning or some shit. He was like, Tupac never said this fucking shit. They, they did that with Drake too. Drake, they had Will Smith, I think, on a couple of those too. Yeah, Some bunch of stuff he ain't ever said. Yeah, it'd be like Will Smith, don't get you a daddy, get you a zaddy. <laughs> like, that nigga Will Smith never said that fucking shit. <laughs> uh, uh, nigga, fifty man. years old, he is not saying zaddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I was scrolling through Instagram, and this chick posted on on uh, her story. It said, "A man's success has a lot to do." with the woman he chose to chooses to be in his life, right? And here's the problem with that, right? Um, the problem with that statement is if you flip that statement around and you say a woman's success has a lot to do with the man she chooses to be in her life, they'd be like, hell no, I don't need no man. Yeah. They'd be like, what the fuck? Why would you say that? Mm-hmm. It's misogyny, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't believe blah, in the statement. Blah. Yeah. I don't believe in this statement at all. I, I think that a woman is a very important investment to make. Probably one of the most important investments you'll make in your life as a woman because that's, your sanity is at risk. Yeah. You, you could date a woman that will drive you crazy. and You don't yeah. want that, right? Yeah. But I think the most important uh, investment a man can make besides that, the first one is in himself mm-hmm. to build his own business, to have his shit moving already. 
Mm-hmm. You don't just meet a woman and your life fucking changes. Mm-hmm. By the way, we live in a time where women got their own money now, which is a beautiful thing, right? But we've also, there, there's a culture that's developing of women that really don't want to build with men anymore. Yeah. A woman is not actively going to go out and say, you know what? I'm going to go find me a broke man and build up with him from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ain't no woman trying to do that fucking shit. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some women that will be with a man that's broke if they see potential. Yeah. But if they don't see potential, they're not going to fuck with no broke dude. Yeah. They're just not. Yeah. They, they usually women be like, oh, he ain't got this type of car or he ain't got no house or he ain't got this. Uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm cool. Yeah. That's the average woman is not going to build with a man. They just will not. <clears throat> they want you to have your shit in line, especially if you're a grown man. But that's why when they say a man's success has a lot to do with the woman he chooses. I don't think so. I, I think it has to do with his choices. It just in general. I think that um, when I think about this statement and I to me, I put the women's value on support and uh, like, you right. know, em- emotional support and, right. you know, uh, almost like a therapeutic um, dynamic in a relationship. Yeah. Um, but when I think about the success of or the, the type of success that um, we deem success in the in the space that we're in when it comes to entertainment, content, right. sports and all these things, <clears throat> the, the line that Drake's said resonates, you know, with me. It's like. You uh, you wasn't with him shooting in a gym, right? You know what I mean, when when Michael Jordan was putting up all them jump shots and working out and lifting weights and hours and hours and hours of uh, film study and all these things, like his right. wife wasn't there doing that with right. him, you know. And, and I'm sure she was holding down the house and taking care of the kids and all that. And same goes for Kobe Bryant, right? Um, uh, and Steph Curry and and LeBron James and all these people. But like the truth of the matter is. And Dr. Dre, even with you know with his him him going through his divorce situation, right. the truth of the matter is like they're the ones putting in the work. Right. And in reality, they probably we would be successful with or without a hundred percent married. And that's you know? not a slight to women, by the way. Yeah, not at all. Because the same goes for the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. You see a person like Serena Williams, mm-hmm. like you know she got a family now, and I think she got a husband. Yes, she does. Um and her success is not predicated on her husband. One million percent. Great point. You know, even, you know, uh, a person like Oprah, mm-hmm. you know, as successful as she is, if it wasn't Stedman, if it was <laughs> Joe, Joe Blow from Bakersfield, California, <laughs> she would still be a billionaire. You know what I mean? Stedman was blowing her back out. <laughs> Hey, I ain't gonna front over thick too. Yeah, over yeah, over yeah. <laughs> she, she could go up in that audience and ask me a question any day. <laughs> she got that Chicago deep dish. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang! But no, nah, I just feel like like you know the my perspective on these like relationship dynamics now is that like. A person's success, the most important person, uh, the most important person to a person's success is themselves. 100%. There's obviously like, you know, your parents can help you, you know, get you through college or, you know, just provide a roof and food for you and stuff like that. But, you know, as far as like athletes go and whatnot, but you're the person going to practice. You're the person putting in the extra hours. You're the person lifting weights and all this kind of stuff. So these people on the outside are supporting you. Um, and they play an important role, but the most important person or the most important role in that that person's success is themselves. One million percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think that 
I think that what happens sometimes is due to the culture we live in as men and women has created these gender roles, but not only gender roles, but it's created the way we even view things Yeah, like that. that that's why I, I, I kind of like I didn't push back on it like, oh, no, she's like and she basically made a point when she responded to me like, yeah, well, um, the right partner is very important because they can make or break, you know, your they could support or not support your dreams or blah, blah, blah. And I think that's also true. Mm-hmm. But from a grand, in the grand scheme of it all, if you're really that focused on something in your life and you feel like your girlfriend or wife is holding you back, you will drop her ass. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think that applies. Like, say um, I'm just a person with a dream. Right. You know right, what I mean? Right. And then, you know, my wife or whomever, and like, hey, here's 10 racks. Like, go make it happen. And, you know, I get my business going and mm-hmm. next thing you know I'm a millionaire or something. Right. Then this conversation completely changes. It completely changes. But right. in general that that rarely happens. That rarely happens. And I don't know too many people even me you know where people would be like yo like you the next whatever like you, you're gonna be successful in all these mm-hmm. things. I don't know anybody that's willing and I feel like honestly if they did I would definitely be able to get them a return. You yeah. know oh, in, a, yeah. in a matter of like half a year or a year or so. Oh, yeah. Even those kind of people I don't see nobody just be like hey here Here's five thousand. Nah, like, go make a movie. Or here's right. five thousand. Like, go get your podcast out there into the world. One hundred percent. Yeah. And if you got a if you got a woman that will and literally invest in whatever business you got, and she trusts you that much, when you make some money, you better fucking you better put a ring on that, bro. Yeah. You better put a motherfucking ring on that because yeah. women do not nowadays. If you notice, especially from a hypergamy standpoint, female mm-hmm. hypergamy. They like men who have more than them. Women gravitate to men who are already successful. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. There's a culture of women that really don't really build shit. Mm-hmm. So if you got a woman that's doing better than you and you ain't doing great and they invest in whatever you're doing, when you do good, you better put a fucking ring on it mm-hmm. because that is rare. Yeah. That is rare air, my brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, you know, not this is not you know, meant to be like this bashing women. Not at all. But what I will say, like what, what I was saying before, like they're more valuable in the emotional support, holding 100%. down, a, holding down, especially like people and not holding down as houses in, in a sense to where like they're, you know, uh, systematically supposed to be at home taking care 100%, of the kids. And no, not but at just all. in general, when the man is extremely successful, like LeBron James, right. the wife, uh, his wife, Savannah, she can't have no full-time gig because she got kids she got to take care right. of. And that's kind of how, you know, our that the structure of like super successful people's, you know, mm-hmm. businesses and lives and family dynamics is set up. Right. But I say that to say like, you know, in those cases when a man is working extremely hard, their value lies more so in that emotional support. And even right. like we see in the video where uh where Ace Hood, where his wife his got wife them, got him those plaques, got him those plaques yeah. and that stuff, you know, it it doesn't go unnoticed, especially by people like you know the people that I shared that with with was like people in the same sort of right. content creating space that we're in, and we was like, yo, that's dope, that's like, dope for ha- to have your she a real one for that, yeah, to have your woman. Especially the way she presented it to him, like, "Yo, you don't, you're not with Khaled no more. You're not on a yeah. major label anymore, but you still out here doing your thing, and you still are successful just in the independent world. So here's, you know, a couple plaques just to show how hard you've been working." And he was bawling. He was crying. Yeah, yeah. not bawling the, like Steph Curry. Nah, nigga he was, was crying. crying. He was yeah. crying for real. The water works like a motherfucker. <laughs> but, 
Nah, man. Like, and then if you flip it around, like even like let's say you use me, you know, I got my job doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. Let's just say I meet a chick and she's making over half a million dollars. Yeah. Right. Let's say we get married. Like, I'm not gonna feel emasculated because she makes that much money. Mm-hmm. But if she kicked me down some money, I'm gonna take it. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah. I'm taking that. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, fellas. You gotta stop feeling bad. And you know, if if a woman, if a woman's got it like that, I'm not saying user. But hey, equality, man. Okay. There you go. You know, if you out mm-hmm. on, if, if she want to pick up a check at dinner, let her do it. You could be a stay at home dad. You yeah, you could be that. a stay at home dad. Fuck it. Just make sure you give her some good dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you are a stay at home dad, you gotta have good dick. You gotta be slanging. You gotta be. You gotta be pounding the pavement. <laughs> yeah. If you staying at home, and you got weak dick. She's gonna go get it somewhere else. Yeah. She's like, I make eight hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. Do you think I have to come home to this weak dick every night? God dang. Dang, you really gonna be like, I'm sorry, baby. I'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> be apologizing like a yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully she gets you a good dick program. <laughs> no. Can you imagine on YouTube? They, they sell everything else but like good dick program. What if they had a good dick program? <laughs> hey yo, if she got money like that, she's gonna bring in like a whole support team. Like here's Jason, here's David. Uh, here's Jessica. This is the sex psychologist. Here's Mr. Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna find every they gonna find every porn star to help your ass out. If this doesn't work, then we're gonna get a divorce. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh man, but this shit went so left. Yeah. All right. Uh, switching gears. Um, withholding sex. What I what I've noticed is it's been a, uh, a, a not a strange conversation, but a conversation around women withholding sex and how long they're willing to do it. Right. Um, first of all, let's be clear. It's your body. You can make whatever decision you want to hold sex from a man. Or if you have a certain time, you want to hold the sex fine. But this conversation strength, it, it came from, I was on YouTube and it's this guy named Kevin Samuels. And it was this woman that said that she wanted to withhold sex for six months. And, um, and it's just, and the conversation went on or whatever. And I was thinking like, fuck, that's such a long time. Yeah. Six months is a long time. And I think that women have created this metric that like if I hold out on him and he stays, then he's the man for me. False. Yeah. That is so false. The average man or woman, they want to fuck. If I'm being honest, mm-hmm. it doesn't make you a bad person. That yeah. if It doesn't make you a hoe or none of that. If you have sex with a dude and it's been, I don't know, two weeks or a week, it doesn't matter. What matters is the person. Yeah. You know, you just need to make an empowered decision. That's that's basically all it is. And I don't if a, if a woman doesn't want to have sex with over a month, that's fine. I'm not I don't rush into anything. Mm-hmm. If it's a month and a half, fine. Not a problem. Mm-hmm. But once you get to two months, that's just too goddamn long. <laughs> two months. Like that's it's like yeah. you're almost like you're giving an ultimatum to a guy. Like, yeah, you're making it. You're holding out for something that you've done a million times with other dudes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that shit, that's when it gets weird because mm-hmm. it seems like it's at that point, it seems like you're kind of being full of shit. Yeah, that, that, that was my thing. I think for me, like, I, I don't really have an opinion on the time frame. Right. Like, right if you right. want to hold out or whatever. My thing is, like, um, use your celibacy um, while you're single. Right. Don't be this this woman that's like a hoe, a hoe, a hoe, a hoe, and then just quit being a hoe cold turkey. Right. Because, you know, if you not like you could be you could quit being a whole cold turkey. I'm just talking about the sexual, you know, um, being sexual with, you know, different people. So if you get in a relationship with it, (laughs) if you get in a relationship with a dude and he a solid dude Mm -hmm. and then 
you just got done, you know, being a, a very, very uh, fruit, um, very uh, spreading your vagina around. Mm-hmm. And then you get into a relationship with a dude and he actually likes you for you. Like he right. don't really care about your past and all this kind of stuff. And right. then you just like, no, I'm not I'm not doing, you know, this for three months or six months yeah. or whatever. It's like you um, you using that are you exercising that? that uh non-sexual stuff on the wrong person right and then i feel like honestly too like within that time frame within you know after a month you should have a good grasp of whether this is a solid 100 you know i mean so if you want to give it up to that person and you think like this is going to be a, a solid relationship right or, you know, this is actually going somewhere or if not you should just cut it off Right. What I've noticed, and women, you got to stop doing this shit. I'm being honest, right? Take this advice or leave it. A lot of women give the best years of their life to the worst fucking dudes. Yeah. You giving, you, you throwing that pussy around, you going to club bricks and shit, uh-huh. you giving, you having a great time, and then a good man come in your life and you give him a whole new set of rules. Yeah. It's like, hold on a minute. The dude that actually deserves some pussy, you hold it back. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is, why don't do that? I'm not, yeah. first of all, I'm not saying, when you should have sex just make sure it's real for you yeah 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 right because guess what you withholding sex from the dude for four months and but, it, uh-huh. but what i will say is that that whole six months seven months we're waiting a whole year is a byproduct of her probably being real worldly with her pussy wow because it's not a thing to where like a woman remember that, had remember that song about outcast and the whole world yeah that's what i thought about. <laughs> that pussy was singing ow, ow. <laughs> yeah <laughs> ph but- balance was off like, her ph balance was off like a motherfucker <laughs> that's crazy yeah but no what i'm saying is just it's like usually usually people do a whole 180 so it's mm. like you know a girl she may be out in the club and she mm-hmm. may have a bunch of casual partners right. and then all of a sudden she just want to stop and find a real man there you and go. then it's essentially you know she's penalizing that good guy right. you know when in reality it's like and and the, what happens too is he might like I'm saying that dude might actually like her and he might be aware of like oh this dude hit and this hit and this you know athlete right. hit her and whatever he might actually like her but at the same time he's like why are you holding out on me when you right. like this nigga hit you know the same day he met you and right. this dude hit yeah, yeah. I, I just think you're creating a whole new set of rules and that's not real and I'm, first of all once again I'm not saying you should get a pussy up right away or none of that I'm just saying like yo if it's not real for you to do and by the way let's be very fucking clear every woman would admit to this the more they like a man the more they want to fuck him yeah they're not gonna say oh my god I like him so much I want to hold out for six months yeah think about it that's how base this is basic that, that sounds crazy right <laughs> I'm this in is, love with him so much I ain't gonna get in no pussy for he, a year he ain't getting no wop <laughs> <laughs> that's just I like, like him so much I'm gonna use a dildo until I'm ready right yeah right so it's like <laughs> yeah it's weird man I, I think that this is basic psychology like yeah. it, if when the, when it's right for you but it's just I think that there is a culture of women that think that holding sex back from a man is going to determine if he really wants them or not mm-hmm. when in actuality <clears throat> I think that a woman I'm just being real a woman that could withhold sex from a dude for six fucking months and he stays around. I don't even know if they would respect him by the time it's time to fucking have sex. Yeah. Because it's right. like even good men, even the ladies, pay attention now. Even the best men want some pussy. Even yeah. the best dudes want. Now, the only way this shit makes sense is if you meet a dude that's like a Christian guy. He's really in the church and he wants to wait till marriage. 
then by by all means, I think that that's fine. Yeah. But if you mean a regular regular guy like me or Keith or whoever, we all want some pussy. All of us. <laughs> okay? It doesn't make yeah. us bad because y'all want to do the same stuff to us. Yeah. But it just comes off very disingenuous, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. when when you do that. Like, especially, like, imagine if you at dinner or something, y'all having a good time. It's like, I just want to let you know, like, you're not. And a lot of time, women tend to bring this shit up faster. Yeah. That's how you know a woman had a wild past. Mm-hmm. When you're just talking like, yeah, look, that's my favorite show. And they be like, just to let you know, we're not going to have sex for about. You'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. How many times, fellas, how many times have you been just having an innocent conversation, not talking about sex? And a woman is like, just to let you know, we're not going to have sex because I don't want to do that right now. But we will do this. I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's how you know that they was very friendly with that pussy. Yeah. When you're not, you could be talking about the Lakers. You see that Laker game? Just to let you know, we're not gonna have sex. Like I'm talking about AD. I'm, I'm talking <laughs> about LeBron. I talking about pussy. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> he said, "Hey, you see that Laker game? Just to let you know, you're not slam dunking in my pussy." Today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what? I'm just talking about talking about basketball. <laughs> oh man, yeah, bro. They be having a different set of rules, bro. Yeah. Hey, let me tell you something. A woman will make you wait six months, but don't let Trey Songs come into town. They're giving that pussy up the same night. Oh yeah. <laughs> Trey Songs be like, yo. <laughs> Yeah, 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 we just fucking around. But from mm-hmm. a from a very serious take, like the biggest mistake that a woman can make is thinking that holding out sex is going to determine if a man is a good man. A man is either a piece of shit or a good man. They don't have nothing to do with sex. Yeah, I think too. Like you know, kind of going with that point, I feel like a lot of women uh, are kind of taking or empowering themselves sexually, right. and like kind of taking that that onus on themselves to be like the sexual beings that they want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that when you kind of go into this narrative that you have to wait a certain amount of time, you're kind of taking a step back. Right. Oh, so I feel wow. like, you know, it's going uh, against your own shit. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the, like part of being a feminist now is like, you know, what, you know, I don't personally consider it to be like empowering, but you know, a lot of, you know, the songs like WAP and um, right. Jas- Jasmine Sullivan had an album come out called the hotels and it was essentially about a bunch of like sexual stories, you know, right. from a female's perspective and stuff like that. And I think this is all kind of like, you know, pushing that narrative forward yeah. about women like kind of empowering themselves sexually. Mm-hmm. But when you do stuff like this, it's almost like you're um, you're creating this rule and it's almost like taking a step back yeah, because it, it, it there's it doesn't like there's not there is a connection, but there's not really a connection. Right. You know what I mean? As far as the time frame in which you you have uh, sex yeah, or whatever. You're comprehending your whole identity at that point. Because yeah, yeah. if you're if you want to be sexually empowered and you like, you know what? Uh, you know, men can fuck whoever they want yeah. and they're not considered hoes. But if I sleep with four dudes, I'm a ho well, I'm gonna be whatever I wanna be. Yeah. So then they go all they go on this whole fuck tour and they yeah. fuck like twenty different dudes and then they meet a good man. Wait a minute, good man. You know what? I'm gonna hold out for four months. Because I really like you. Because I really like you. Yeah. Even though I've, even though I, uh, uh, you know, Daquan, Jaquarius, <laughs> Marshawn, Marcus. <laughs> uh, I, look, this is a nuanced conversation, folks. So you got to stay with us. Yeah. We're not telling you what you should do with your body or what the fuck, whatever. I'm just saying this is what's really going on out in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Just I think the women just got to figure out what they want to do. Yeah, and yeah. then at that point, they could allow um, uh, the, the pussy responsibility to take place from that point. Yeah. 
You know? I, I would say like, you know, <laughs> to kind of sum it up, lead with your heart and not with like the Steve Harvey rule. You know what I mean? Um, lead with your brain, not your, your brain. heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lead with <laughs> your brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> lead with your brain. Look, fuck. Look, no, no disrespect to Steve Harvey, but it's two men you should never listen to, and that's oh, Steve Harvey and Derek Jackson. <laughs> Do not listen to these niggas. I'll be seeing girls share, sharing these dudes' videos. Mm-hmm. These motherfuckers are just telling women what they want to hear. Yeah. Now, what, what's what you're gonna notice on this podcast is me and Keith say shit, and you you're gonna disagree. Like, oh my god, this is they're, they're mansplaining this. Let me be clear. It's better for you to get information from men like me and Keith that are going to tell you shit that you don't like to hear because there's honesty in it. But when you listen to Steve Harvey and fucking Derek Jackson, they're only affirming your beliefs. Yeah. That's not being real. Yeah. Yeah. We got to stop that shit. Yeah. I think Steve Harvey had more wives than a Mormon. Right. This motherfucker been divorced, what, three times? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Steve Harvey being a pussy like he'd be like I'm Steve Harvey welcome to Family Feud yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright switching gears um, Maslow's hierarchy of needs um, me and Keith brought this up on a, a different podcast and we kind of we kind of dove into it in regards to the pandemic and you know what people kind of require and what's being affected by it um for example, um, Keith, give your example you had when you uh, basically had a situation where you were hungry or whatnot. Uh, you got the you got the pyramid up. Yes, I do, sir. Can you just read the pyramid first? The pyramid from the bottom <clears throat> up or the top down? From the top down. From the top down, it was self fulfillment needs, self self actualization, um, um, achieving one's full potential, including creative activities. That's at the very top. Yeah. Um, the second one in the in the uh, pyramid is esteem needs. Um, which is in the psychological needs section. And it says mm. prestige, feeling of accomplishment. Mm. And then the third one was uh, belongingness and needs and mm. love needs, which mm. is intimate relationships and friends. Mm. And then the other one was safety needs, security, safety. The last one was psychological needs. That's the one you're talking about, which mm. it was uh, food, water, warmth, and rest. Yeah. Essentially, like, you know, with these, this whole thing is it's like, it's almost like the... Uh, the fabric of what makes us go, you know, it's, it's the stuff that keeps us like feeling normal or feeling good about just life in general. Right. So you have the, the self-actualization. It's just like our goals, you know, for Eddie and I, that would be the podcast, the podcast and creating content and all these kind of things. But basically what happened was the other day um, I was getting ready to go shoot um, this, this uh, web series and, it, it got her it was like probably like 4 45 or something like that and i was and i was in a decent mood like throughout the whole day because we had the shoot coming up and um basically what happened like around that time i just started to feel real weird like i just kind of got into a, what i would call a funk like i just wasn't feeling the greatest and like prior to that i felt really good about you know what was going on and i was looking forward to the shoot and whatnot so um, I just kind of did like a checklist. I'm like, yo, like what's, what's going on? I'm like, you know, I, I don't feel like sad about anything. I don't, you know, I'm not like depressed about, you know, what's going on in my life or I'm not stressed out about anything in my life. Stressed out about being black. Yeah. Just being black is depressing sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But no, so, you know, it's, it's around like 445 and I'm just like, 
you know, what's going on with me? And then like probably five minutes later, like my like I essentially like my stomach gave my brain an alert. Like, right. Yo, you, you empty. So, you know, that kind of like let me know. And I and I've experienced this before, like when I got low energy sometimes and especially around certain times of the day, like I just don't feel like talking to people. Right. Um, I just don't feel as enthusiastic about doing anything Um and then, you know, you you kind of got to like piece that together because, uh, like you said, that that's like the psychological needs. Like you physically right. need food to be to feel good. And I needed right. some nourishment at the time. So I didn't have time to go get no real food, but I just got grabbed a snack real quick and I felt a lot better um, by the time I got to the shoot. And, you know, that's kind of one of those things like I, like I think you were telling me it was like yeah. you do a mental checklist. Like if you're not feeling like right. the best you do, like. Yo, did you know? Do I are my bills paid? Is is family right. good? You know all these kind of things. So yeah, <clears throat> right. I don't know how much truth there is to this because it was it was pretty <clears throat> funny, but I it was years ago. I used to work work at a call center back then. It was called ACS. So this is like two thousand and I think it was like two thousand eleven at the time. Uh-huh. And uh, this is this one girl that used to work there, and she was like frustrated and mad, like, "Oh, I'm just so pissed off. This is ridiculous." And then she walked off, and then one of the girls is like, "She needs some dick." Damn. <laughs> I was dying, man. Yeah. But I don't know how much truth there is to that, right? And there was a fucking. And if you look at this, if you look at the table, it says um, belongingness, in esteem. Yeah, no, it's in no. Uh, it's in belongingness and love and needs. It's just intimate relationships, friends. Yeah. So I mean, it makes sense. I, it doesn't mean that she was right. But it's probably some women that get grumpy when they don't get dick. Dang. They just be like, Rrr. you're like, okay. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. So if your girl ever tripping on you, just give her some dick. Well, I don't know. You, I mean, you got to have consent first. <laughs> <laughs> if your girl ever tripping on you, ask her if you can give her some dick and then give her some dick. Yeah, you don't want to ask either. <laughs> you can't ask women if they want some dick, dude. You, you can't. Is, how do you get if consent? You, if you ever look, look, nobody's gonna. You know, I was weird as they, this new. I guess this new, um, extremely. Um, I don't. I won't say it's a feminist take, but yeah. it's like you need to be asking women for for um, consent, right? Yeah. I think consent is in. The vibe and woman feeling safe, right? Uh-huh. She's feeling safe. She's feeling comfortable, and she starts pushing up on you. Then you know it's time to have sex. Think, think about this: if you say you like a sixteen year old kid, you got your license and everything. Uh-huh. Um, say your 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 mom or your dad is tired. You walk into the room and you're like, "Hey, um, can I use a car to go to uh, Jared's house?" And then they just grab the keys and then they stick their arm out, mm-hmm. and then you take the keys and you go to Jared's house. Mm-hmm. Did they did they actually give you? permission to go probably not they, they didn't verbally you, right they didn't verbally say like hey you can go but they handed you the keys and right they've given you non-verbal consent yeah right that's how most of this shit works yeah so non-verbal consent as far as sex is concerned is she's not going to say yes we can have sex she's just going to grab your cock so free Bill Cosby. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Don't cancel us, man. Oh, man. Consent only work one way, man. We got to make sure we give, because women, they'll just grab your piece. You just walk in the house and they start pulling your pants down. You're like, hey, 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 I just got off work. 
Yeah, hey, you ever notice? Hey, if you ever notice, it, women get pissed if if they try to throw it at you and you don't want it. Like if yeah. you don't feel like doing it, women get mad. I make them feel less than. They'd be like, "Wow, so what's is it my body or what?" You're like, "No, I'm just tired." Oh, so you're tired? Okay. <laughs> They'd be mad as a motherfucker. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> we should start like a hashtag. Uh, uh, just say no or some shit. Like, yeah. stop uh, letting stop letting women just take the dick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take that tire dick. You, you know what, dude? That's that'd be a real good. That'd be some type. I gotta develop the joke for when yeah. I go up on stage. By the way, I'll be going up on stage the 20th of of uh, February. Okay. So we'll have more developing on that uh, yeah, as yeah, far yeah. as uh, my comedy set. I don't even know how many fucking minutes it's gonna be. Probably uh, like ten. Tyson been giving like ten minutes. Yeah, ten yeah. is fine. <clears throat> yeah, I ain't got no more than ten to me right now. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, man, I don't know where we were that went with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that we all need something. Sometimes you figure out what it is. Um, sometimes you don't. Mm-hmm. I know with me, I love taking naps on my days off. Mm-hmm. I think that gives me a lot of energy. Yeah. You take a real good nap mm-hmm. in the middle of the day, probably around four, four thirty. Mm-hmm. set my clock for 20 minutes. And it's just like, I don't know. It feels like I just get energy or maybe it's just, I'm fucking old. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Could be that. Yeah. Who knows? But um, I think um, we'll dive into it a little bit later. But I had it, uh, um, the top one as far as like the self-actualization and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, I had an epiphany. And I think like I was dealing, I don't want to speak specifically, but I was dealing with a situation where I felt like my, that whole self-actualization and, mm-hmm. you know, accomplishing your goals and all that was being hindered. And it was, it was starting to wear on me. Mm. And it wasn't until I looked at that chart and that being the top one, I was like, oh, this is this was crazy. Like, I wish I knew that before, because like, you know, this past week I had been like not feeling the best. And it and like I was saying, it was partly because like something was hindering my uh, my ability to, you know, do what I like to do as far as like, mm-hmm. you know, doing you know podcasts and all these kind of things. And when so I feel like sometimes. When whether you're dealing with like friendships or romantic relationships or family or whatever like that, and you have to make peace this connection together, right? Because a lot of us have goals out there, and a lot of you know family members may not believe in your dreams or whatever. But I see relationships end all the time because someone is trying to hinder another person from accomplishing their goals. Yeah, and it 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 makes for a terrible relationship. Yeah. And, you know, we you, you've told me examples about different people that you that you knew that was like, yo, I gave up my dreams for a female or I gave up my dreams for like, this relationship yeah. and stuff like that. And it makes you really resent that person. And it makes you like feel like you're not um, fulfilling your destiny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, man, you, you got to have more to look forward to than just going to work and coming home. Yeah. You got to have some form of doing something for yourself that yeah. empowers you. Yeah, because life is a lot less interesting and a lot less enjoy. It's it's a it's a it's a lot less joyful if mm-hmm. you don't have that thing that continues to drive you forward. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm sure people look everybody that we respect, like The Rock and Kevin Hart and all these people. I bet you there are people in their family like you need to just give up on this comedy thing and get a job, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like motherfucker, those same people that told you that will respect you when you fucking make it because mm-hmm. they know you didn't give up, mm-hmm. right? So. Yeah. Um, yeah, they got to kiss the ring. Yeah, they got to kiss the ring, man. We talked about that last week. 
I think a lot of times when people slight you or they don't believe in you at all and they see you broke and you're struggling and shit and they're like, hey, man, you just got to get a job. You got to stop that the podcast stuff got to stop, man, or the comedy stuff got to stop, man, or the personal training stuff. That's got to stop, man. You got to get a job (laughs) and then you stay with it and you struggle and shit and it's tough. But then you start making it those same people. Some of those same people are never going to congratulate you, too. Yeah. They just they just know what it is is they've settled for their life because they suck. Yeah. Right? Either look, two things. They're either average or they suck. Yeah. And they settle for that. And they want you to feel like you suck so you could quit. So you, yeah. you, you gotta you just gotta fucking stay with it, man. A lot of that is projecting. Like yeah. A lot of people, you know, they don't, you know, just think about we we talked about the movie Soul. Right. When the dude was in a barbershop and he was uh essentially projecting on the Joe Gardner character and, you know, basically trying to bash him for chasing his dreams as far as music and stuff. And then when they flipped the roles and he was walking out of the door, he was like, oh, that's he's just projecting because he wanted to do this with his life and he never had the chance to do it. And then he mm-hmm. ran away crying. So that'd be a lot of people. Like, I think like the, the, the powerful thing about this podcast and, you know, just talking, you know, for hours every uh every Sunday, every Sunday night, and just kind of figuring out life, figuring out things about the world, figuring out things about ourselves. you start to realize these kind of things about different people. Right. And then you, you, it's almost like a superpower when you can right. go into the world and you kind of have an understanding of what people are doing. Right. And then what happens too is you get a little bit less offended. So True. When somebody slices you and they're like, "Oh, you you got to quit the podcast, man. Ain't, ain't no ain't no money in podcasting." Right. But you're just like, "Oh, okay. He probably wants to be a clothing designer, but he doesn't have the boss to do it, or he doesn't you know, exactly he doesn't have the support system yeah. around him to you're, do." You're it. projecting your little <clears throat> bullshit idea. You're projecting your bullshit idea of yourself on me. I'm not letting that fly. Yeah. I know people who have done podcasts and now they do it full time and they make a lot of money. Yeah, right. I believe in the content we put out. Yeah. Okay, so if I believe in the content we put out and I got people that love the content, then goddamn it, I'm gonna keep fucking doing it. Yeah. That's just it's just that's just how it is, man. Yeah. Um, but we kind of went off on a tangent there. Let's mm-hmm. go ahead and switch gears. Switching gears. Um, getting older is a privilege. I'm getting tired of motherfuckers that are like 30 years old, you know, they're only 30 years old, like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm 30. It's I'm just so old now. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Like, it's ignorant, like, to a certain degree. Maybe they're playing, but some people are serious. Yeah. Dude, you are so fucking young. Mm-hmm. You know, and what, what's crazy to me, man, is getting older is not only a privilege, but it's a blessing because you're not you're not promised tomorrow. Yeah. You're not promised the rest of today, mm-hmm. especially me growing up, seeing a lot of people that I know and care about that have passed on. Yeah. So it's like, don't be like, oh, I'm getting old. Like, I embrace all this shit. I got a couple more gray hairs in my beard. I embrace all this shit. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. At 35, the way I look at it is I'll be 40 in in five years. So, bruh, I'm going to be happy to be 40 because I'm going to be twice the man I am at 40 than I am at 35. Yeah, I'm pumped up. I'm excited. Right. But if you're 30 and your life sucks and you suck, then you don't have shit to look forward to. So I guess I get your. I guess your frustration. Yeah. But it's like, yo, you still young. You can still make something of yourself. Don't just sit back and just fucking give up. Like I'm 30. Oh my God. Yeah. It's dad. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. First of all, uh, rest in peace to Cicely Tyson. She lived yeah. to be what? 96 like years 96 old. years old. Yeah. So like that's, I think that's, I was, t- my mom had texted me that I was like, yo, I need to figure out what her diet was. Like, you know, what she was, what she had going on in her life. She to ate fried to- chicken every day. Just chill out, bro. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Rest That's in peace, crazy. Anthony Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, you know, like when you think about like, you know, obviously we don't know when we're going to go. But when right. you think if you if you think about uh, say that, you know, we know that we're going to live to 96 years old. Me being twenty eight is that's a blip on the right the, on the timeline. That's right. not that's no. She would look at me like, bro, you you got so much more life to yes. live. Like you shouldn't be stressing about nothing. So I think that's what that's how we have to we have to kind of find this balance between you're young and you still have a lot of room yes. to grow and you still have a lot of room to accomplish. You know what you want to do in, with your life, but also that pressure of we don't know when the clock is going to stop. 100%. So when you find that balance, like, I think you'll be good. Like, I think for me, like I did live with that, that pressure, but I've kind of gotten, gotten rid of it. Um, as far as like that, I need to do this by this age and do this by this age. Obviously you have goals, but also know that a lot of things are out of of our hands. Like we can't, we can't necessarily, like, we're not, we're not, our life is not like chess, you know what I mean? Right. We can't really move where we want to move. We we kind of sometimes move where the world wants us to move and you move in this direction and that direction, and then you get to your goals. But I right. think for me, like, when I was younger, I did think I did think like that. Like, dang, man, I'm 24, I'm 25. Dang, man, I'm 26. But now I'm like, yo, I'm, I just, I know I can't control a lot of these things, but what I can control is that I'm getting better every day. Yes. You know, when it comes to all the things that I want to want to do and when it comes to accomplishing my goals, I just want to keep getting better every single day. And then I'm going to let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, speak, speaking of chips, I love Sun Chips. This, <laughs> this podcast sun chips been, is fire. Actually. This podcast has been sponsored by Sun Chips. You can get them in olive, olive flavor, <laughs> cheese or onion. What's the best one? Fuck. That's a good question. And I would, the onion is fire. I would say the sour, that sour cream and onion is mm-hmm. the shit, dude. I gotta go with that or the cheddar that cheese. Cheddar, oh cheddar my God. cheese, fire. Yeah. Even the regular ones be fire. Nah, not the regular. You don't mess with the regular nah. ones? The plain ones? Ah, smack some plain. Nah. I gotta eat it with something. It's not as good, but I still like those. Yeah, I gotta eat those. I gotta eat them with some pussy. <laughs> Somebody gonna, get, <laughs> somebody gonna get a yeast infection if you put some sun chips on some pussy. <laughs> oh man, you got you got to throw the listeners to the curveball every once in a while. Make sure they're still listening. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you know what I think about in regards to age is there was somebody just like us over a hundred years ago. Right. Just like us a hundred years over a hundred years ago, they lived life just like us and said the same shit. And now they're dead. And they're like, fuck, I have so many regrets. If there's any level of consciousness from anybody who used to be alive on Earth, they probably got a shitload of fucking regrets. Yeah. Right. So don't look at being 30 and be like, oh, I'm old. And you kind of like give up on everything. You got to keep fucking going, dude. You yeah. got to keep going. You got to keep challenging yourself. You got to keep trying to find new avenues to figure out who the fuck you are. Yeah. It's not too late, man. For some people, it's too late because they're too set in their own ways and they give up. You, you know what? I I, I I was looking through and that's, the paper is actually over there somewhere. Uh-huh. So um, I'm developing this app mm-hmm. and it's like it's this close to being out. out. Mm-hmm. But um, that paper was from like 2019. Okay. Like I had wrote it on there and I was like budgeting, like, yo, it's going to cost this much, this much. And then like, I kind of put it to the side and, you know, like things kind of 
life happened or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I got back to it eventually. Mm. But that's just the the process the of just process. keep moving. You 100%. just gotta keep moving. 100%. So um, I just be looking at certain things or I like pull up an old picture in my phone or an old text conversation and I'm talking about something that I'm actually doing. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, man, like that's just part like of the I process said, you know just keep keep putting keep uh uh putting your foot to the pavement yeah it's part of the energy <laughs> it's part of the process now i'll say this i have a comparable story believe it or not there's mm-hmm. something you already know what i've been working on in regards yeah. to uh, i can come out and say it now fuck mm-hmm. it i'm coming out with an apparel brand mm-hmm. right and um there was a type of hat and material that i wore this is back in 2016 mm-hmm. um was it 17 or 16? It was 17. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a, a, a material I wore in 17 it was, and I liked it, whatever. And it was a brand that I was like, oh, it's not bad. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I lost the hat. And then now that I've been looking into certain stuff, I'm going with the same brand. But it's from a hat that I had fucking four years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it just it, everything comes full circle. Yeah. You know, you, it's just about energy and it's just about not letting up. Now, yeah. I didn't even have a plan of creating a apparel brand years ago. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that moment and what I was wearing, the material that I had, it kind of bled into what I'm trying to get done today. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just a part of having, you know, writing something down and believing in it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, you know, kind of an understated thing, too, is just write, writing something down and then just keeping it in front of your face. Because sometimes we forget about stuff like you'll write it down. Even if you write it down somewhere, you got to keep it in the forefront of, you know, right. your daily your daily things that you're doing. Yeah. Um, because we, we forget it. But I mean, we especially a person that's a dreamer. You got ideas every single day. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I want to own a football team and I want to do this. I want to do that. But if you don't keep those ideas in front of you where you could see them or, you know, maybe on the way out of the door or whatever, then you just going to forget about it. And another idea is going to pop up like, oh, I want to do stand up today. And, you know, it's just it's going to keep yeah, going. I thought about coming out with a vibrator with a GPS on it. Mm. So like every time you think your girl is up to no good, you just turn the vibrator on. Or if your husband is having a hard time finding a G spot, you could just give him a GPS and they'd be like, oh, dang, this is where the G spot at. <laughs> you know, you know, on Google Maps, it'll be like, you are 110 feet away from the G spot. Make a left on Chester Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> oh dang that'd be fuck hey yo that'd be fucked up dang imagine if like a girl got like her boyfriend or her husband like a gift and it was like real gps yeah. <laughs> it's coordinates you know how you like the longitude and latitude have you ever seen that yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they'd be like having like the numbers, numbers. On the, yeah that'd be funny that'd be crazy <laughs> it'd be like glow in the dark <laughs> that was funny oh man all right i'm getting way off but yeah, um, to, to, to sum this up, man, getting older is a privilege and it's a blessing. Make sure you make the best of it because you're not always going to be young. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you really only have a small window to get everything you want to get done, because by the time you're 80 or some shit, you're not going to be you can't be a singer at fucking 80. That's that's the thing, too, is some things are timely. Yeah, you know they're what very I mean? timely. You like obviously you can you can be a businessman at 70, 80 years old. But right. when it comes to like. A lot of content and entertainment, like that's really geared towards like younger people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So don't wait till you're 60 years old and be like, man, I wish I 
you know, was rapping or I wish yeah. I made beats when I was right. Because yeah. you know, in the next sixty years, Meg the Stallion could look back and be like, I remember when I made that song. <laughs> my pussy was so wet. <laughs> It's, it's dry now. I got to dry. I got to dap. I, gotta... <laughs> I used to have a really wet ass pussy back then. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be crazy. Yeah, crazy. Damn, I just imagine like, what kind of people we're going to be in 60 years. It's going to be a bunch of tatted up old. It's going to be a bunch of tattooed old people yeah. with fake lips and fake tits and fake everything. Yeah. Yo, I've never, yo, this is no slight to any woman that has done things to her lips, but I have never seen a lip injection that looked good besides Kylie Jenner. Uh, Yeah. I don't know how, I don't even know how it, yeah, I don't know. They all look like, I'm not saying they all look bad, but they don't look natural. Yeah. I haven't seen one where I was like, dang, I look cool. Yeah, it just looked like it looked like, like um, you poking your lips out. Yeah, like they poking the lip out, or somebody hit them with a the right hook. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. funny. Good. It's somebody I seen recently. They got you could tell they got a lip. They had a lip injection because she was she posted some story, and I was just like, "Fuck!" Yeah, it just looks so unnatural. I think that a lot of women are being a lot of women are being influenced by Instagram influencers. Yeah. And those women do not look natural at all. First of all, I'm not as a man, I'm not telling you how you should look or anything. All I'm saying is I see a bunch of motherfuckers. I don't want to look like none of them. Yeah. You know who would make a killing right now in that whole <clears throat> in that whole plastic surgery world? I don't know. Mike Tyson. Wow. Could you imagine women just going up to him and he just punching them in their lip and then they <laughs> <laughs> You th- I mean, this is a lot. This is a lot cheaper than the surgery. <laughs> God damn! He'd be like, "Okay, I signed the waiver. I'm not going to jail. Right? I signed the waiver. I'm not going to jail. Okay." Oh. That's crazy. Oh man, <laughs> that's a trip. You get hit with a fucking nah. You can't go to Mike. You get hit with a right hook from Mike. You going your lip? Getting, <laughs> that shit getting split open. You gonna need surgery. You might as well just get the lip injection then. <laughs> you gotta go to Floyd. Yeah, man. If they told me you want to take a right hook from Mike Tyson for fifty thousand dollars, I'd be like, I don't know, nigga. I might die. <laughs> that's just gonna pay for your casket. Yeah. That's what I was gonna do. <laughs> we got you a good policy. <laughs> That was funny. All right. Switching gears. Um, I'm sure everybody, one of the biggest stories right now is GameStop. Uh, GameStop and their stock prices. Mm-hmm. Like, with me, when I think about GameStop, I think about those motherfuckers ripping you off with store credit. You, yeah. could, you could buy a game for, like, fucking $60, and you take it back in a week, and they'll be like, oh, yeah. Oh, the best we could do is about $12 store credit. Uh, you be like, man, fuck you. Where's the manager? <laughs> what they did, too, was they'll give you $12 in cash, yeah. but it was like, ah, we could give you $12 in cash or $15 in store credit. You're, You're like, like oh, my God. God. And it's always <clears throat> the same nerdy motherfucker behind the desk. It's some yeah. Some dude with kind of long hair and yeah. uh, 
with a hat and he's like, you know, way too old to be working that kind of job. Yeah. <laughs> like, that nigga know too much about games. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I, he know way too much about games. Yeah. You'll be like, hey, so what do you think about that new X-Men game? You'll be like, well, actually, the gigawatts per, um, <laughs> the, the, the molecular structure of the uh, the game in the, uh, yeah, and then, you know, and you, you, you get the right bigs of RAM and you, you're like, this nigga, what the fuck, do you build PS5s? <laughs> oh man, he was too nerdy. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be like, "This guy definitely plays Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> for sure." Yeah, dang. That's yeah, funny. but yeah, there, there's been a, I guess, a market manipulation in regards to the stock prices yeah. of uh, of uh, GameStop. Let me go ahead. Uh-huh. I don't think I have a. Damn it, I didn't pull up the article. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead and check. I can run it by. Yeah, yeah uh, basically, I guess what happened is, and this, you know, I might be. I, I only did a little bit of research, but basically what happened, there's a bunch of people on Reddit and um, I don't know if they were trying to stick it to the man or whatever, but they did, you know, what they was speaking about as far as the market manipulation, manipulation, um, a, a bunch of people got on Reddit and it was like, yo, let's basically like, let's pick a few stocks and let's keep buying it and buying it and buying it. And essentially when you keep buying more and more stocks, um, because of like demand and stuff like that, the price of the stock will go up. So um, a bunch of people on Reddit started to do that. And then it's, it just kind of like, it was like an avalanche after that because it started trending on Twitter and all these kind of things. And so the casual person, you know, that wasn't necessarily in on the Reddit conversation hopped in on it as well. And, you know, people start, the stock price went up, I was like a hundred percent or like crazy. a few hundred percent. Um, it went from like two dollars and some change to like three hundred dollars or something like that. You you found it? Yeah, I got yeah, it. Yeah, <clears throat> um, It says by now there's a good chance you've heard what's happening with GameStop stock surge, majorly simplified. Every uh, every man every man retail investors are using Reddit to spread the word and help boost the stock price of video game retailer GameStop as well as some others, causing a few Wall Street hedge funds that had heavily shortened shorted the stock to lose millions. The Reddit crew are essentially playing the metagame, a term used in role play video games when players strategize outside of the rules of the game, uh, says Jost Van Drennen, whatever, uh, who teaches the businesses of video games in at the NYU Stern School of Business. Retail investors do the same thing, Van Drennen says. Um, it has nothing to do with the fundamentals of actual GameStop company. They're just playing the financial metagame. And the world can't look away. Uh, so what are the psychological reasons behind the phenomenon? Here are the experts of offer potential explanations. And this gives some different ones. People want to feel agency. What's well, this? A whole bunch of extra shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on. All these weird pop psychology explanations for why the Reddit community bought that GameStop stock kind of gloss over the pretty obvious reasoning of they saw people hoarding unfathomable wealth and wanted some of it. Wow, that's a pretty powerful tweet. Yeah, yeah. I think it, the the interesting thing for me about it is that, um, like, I, I invest in myself, so I know a little bit about the stock market. Um, but what ended up happening was people started to get mad. They they got mad at the fact that you know Robinhood uh, shut down the trading on some of these things, and um, I don't know if another other trading platforms did as well. Um, <clears throat> but essentially. You it's 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 almost to me like people getting mad that they shut down like uh, the PPP loans or something like that, because 
the the way that they were making money is not even sustainable. And I get no. it. It's cool for the you know the little guy to you know stick it to the big guy and whatnot. But in reality, that's just just not a sustainable way of making money. Like no. you know, for the that the the world is not going to let that happen. No, like no, the no. Mo- most that's that's why the like winning the lottery is such a huge thing. 100%. And the majority of people don't do that because that's kind of like turning the world on its ear, the average way like right. we make money, like as far as hard work and investing and building wealth and mm-hmm. buying houses and all that stuff. That's the normal way to build wealth. It, there's no way that America or anywhere else in the world is going to let a bunch of people on the internet watching playing Dungeons and Dragons and watching Pornhub all day, go in there and make millions of dollars on this like fictitious, you right. know, um, GameStop stock. So right. um, it's cool. Like it's like a cool flash in the pan, but there's no way that that ever would be sustainable. Right. I wonder what the stock price would be on Pornhub if it was in the market. Damn. I don't know. That shit would probably it would be go crazy. crazy. That yeah. shit would be like nine hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> nine hundred and twenty dollars a share. The I mean the pan I don't know what the parent company of Pornhub is, but you know, it might be on the stock. You never it know. Be, it could be know. on there. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Cause you know all those nerds, but between Dungeons and Dragons, they're definitely on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're definitely not getting female attention for sure. Like, yeah, we could definitely stop the market for sure. This is not gonna be a problem. Uh, the molecular structure because <laughs> we having zoom meetings and porn is going on in the background <laughs> <laughs> when i think about people that uh work at GameStop, i think about that that scientist from the simpsons yeah you know what i'm talking about he'd be like Homer yeah, Simpson, yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> or fucking or fucking uh millhouse mm-hmm. those are the two yeah yeah um honestly though i guess because there was a form of manipulating the market um there's, they said that there needs to be some type of, uh, you know, the government needs to step in and do this and that and blah, blah, blah. But I personally don't know enough about the stock market to have this extremely like nuanced conversation or yeah. opinion. But I will say this. I don't see a problem with someone um, capitalizing on a moment to make some money. Yeah. But like Keith said, it's not sustainable. This is just like a flash in the pan type yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't, I don't know how often this is going to happen. But I think what's going to happen is they're definitely going to make a movie about this shit. Yeah. I, I, I so. could see a movie being made about this. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that's an interesting thing. I think, too, like, um, so a lot of people were mad that at Robin Hood, and Eddie and I spoke about this before, but right. a lot of people were mad at Robin Hood for shutting down the trades or, like, you know, they they did it one day to where people can only sell and they couldn't buy any more stocks. Um, and a lot of people were mad at that. But my take on it, and like I said before, I have some experience in the stock market. My take on it, especially off the um, only a few months off of the guy committing suicide, um, the guy that was trading uh, options on Robinhood, you know, he committed suicide because he lost like $100,000 or something in a day. Um Essentially, Robin Hood was protecting the users and it was also protecting itself, protecting it. Um, yeah, protecting itself, because what happens is there's a lot of emotional people right now. There's a lot of people that are um, sitting on Twitter and, and, you know, watching, you know, uh, Instagram and YouTube videos and stuff like that. And, right. you know, a lot of people are like, yo, go buy GameStop right now. Go buy GameStop right now. And so people are making these emotional decisions. And that's the wrong energy you need to be going in with when you're uh, when you're trading stocks. So that's one thing. And then on top of that, just the way that Robin Hood is set up, um, it leads to 
uh, terrible t- decisions sometimes. So what happens on Robinhood when you want to uh, basically get more buying power and buying power is what you use to purchase stocks. So essentially what you're doing is you're taking money from your um, from your bank account and you and you put it into your Robinhood account. And what happens is Robinhood advances you money. Right. Um, for the time being so that you can trade immediately because all of us know that when you're transferring money from one place to one place it generally takes like two or three business days you know what I mean if you if you use cash app and you uh, and you cash out all of the money in there it's going to take like three days unless you get charged a fee to do it immediately right, right? so same thing with Robinhood. it takes a few days to get that money uh, like the physical money that you own into it but they give you a loan so that you could trade immediately so what happens is if GameStop is going crazy and Robinhood has to advance thousands and thousands of people because they're making these emotional decisions about buying GameStop, essentially what they're doing is they're protecting themselves and then the people that are uh, buying the stocks as well. So it's only smart for them to, you know, they don't want another suicide, you know, uh, person to commit suicide while using their app that just makes right. the app look bad 100%. and then also they're protecting their bottom line because if they're adva- advancing a bunch of people thousands and thousands of dollars and they don't even have the money to back it up they're just you know you know trading on money they don't actually have that's a bunch of bounce like essentially bounce checks right. and negative balances and all this kind of stuff so yeah you're basically a- avoiding a clusterfuck yeah 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 so i mean they have a legitimate <clears throat> some people say well oh they're just trying to cover up for the you know, cover up for the big corporations and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's not like that. Yeah. They have, they, they already have cases of a huge case that me and Keith already talked about mm-hmm. of a young man that took his own life because yeah. he thought he, he thought he owed like half a million dollars or something mm-hmm. like that. When in actuality, like the real money that he owed was going to pop up within a couple business days, yeah. I believe it was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just think people that get involved with the stock market too, they don't, they don't do their due diligence and actually learning. So this is like, I, if I was to invest myself in it, which I will, um, I would actually have to do my due diligence and talk to Keith and have conversations and understand what everything means. Yeah. Like in regards to truck driving, I get it. When it comes to podcasting, I get it. When it comes to stock market, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think too, yeah. like what I, I and f- just from my perspective, I don't think Robin Hood has a stake in the in the fight. No, you know not I mean? not in this case because they're just a trading platform. Right. So for me, it would seem like you would want more and more users to use your platform. Exactly. You know, so I don't see what they would benefit by stopping people from trading because that's essentially how they make their money. Hmm. So yeah, that's just this is my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um. I think that some most people that aren't really in the stock market, they're going to be like people that are in it. They'll be like, oh, my God, I wish Keith, Keith, Eddie would have me on the fucking podcast. Yeah. So I could talk about it. I would yeah. love to. You know, we got to have someone like that. We need to have like a business guru guy that could really explain. I, I That would be great. I just don't know. Like the, I only know a handful of people that even trade. Right. It's very. Like, it's and, as, and the people that I do know that trade like that are in it, in it, they be like, they just like experiment. They don't really have real in-depth knowledge. There's a couple it. people I would love to talk to. I want to talk to like an astronaut, but we actually have access to a guy that worked for NASA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, me, to my brother me, and Keith could, me and Keith could actually have someone that, that worked for NASA on the podcast. That's mm-hmm. something we could look into, see if he's yeah. a good conversation. Yeah. So him or I would like to talk to a plastic surgeon. That would be dope. I want to know, like, not Mike Tyson, but a real plastic, surgeon. like a real plastic surgeon. Yeah. I want to know the psychology <laughs> behind people that get plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the main reason for it? Mm-hmm. You know, what what's the most extreme type of 
surgery he's done like i would love and i'm pretty sure we have access bakersfield is like i won't say it's a hub but it's a growing market there was a i remember this is a kind of a tangent but mm-hmm. i remember there was a guy that i went to high school with that wanted to be uh, a plastic surgery mm-hmm. but i felt like he he was like kind of like a metrosexual kind of guy so uh-huh. i felt like that was his way of like oh i just love the woman's body so and- he was just like diet like diet gay not not gay but like kind of kind of a little bit these are the words of eddie mcgee look man i got nothing against gay people stop (laughs) it keith it's a joke it's a joke yeah but yeah i think he was kind of one of those uh right walking walking the line 100 percent. yeah but yeah that would be interesting i'm curious to know too like what are the what are their stances on it like what they ever what they ever do it or is it just something that you know they do as a job or like yeah. what peaked the, or like what started them to doing that? I've gotten to the point right now where I if I had like fifty women standing like and I and I asked them like I, I gave them a questionnaire. Mm-hmm. Out of fifty women, at least like thirty two of them would say yes, I would do some form of liposuction, some form of lip something, injection. Yeah. Something. Yeah. It's gotten crazy. to the point where I felt like in the nineties most women would not do that. Yeah. They just they if you I gave them a questionnaire in the nineties, most I just think that we as a culture of people, not just women, but as a people, we have all like changed and we all gravitate. Because if you think about it, in the 90s, you know, it was a certain it was only a certain sector of people that like thick women. Yeah. Black men, we've always liked thick women, period. Whether it's thick Mexican women, black women, white mm-hmm. women, black men have outright been the ones that like thick ones. Yeah. If you look at like at the TV on TV and there's going to be a lot of people that disagree, they're going to be like, no, nah, I love I've always yeah. liked thick women. But if you think if you look at television in the early 90s, thick women were not really broadcasted as like the it thing. Yeah. Back in the day, the most cutest women or the most beautiful was like Aaliyah, mm-hmm. uh, Brandy, motherfucking uh, all kinds of what's some other ones? Uh, thin, thin. Uh, what's her left name? eye like Lori Loughlin and mm-hmm. shit like that, mm-hmm. like left eye, like beauty back then was just totally different. But mm-hmm. now it's big old booties. Now it's all about the booty now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious. And that's a good thing. But it's <laughs> it's just, it's changed, man. Our, yeah. this, we've changed as a culture. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go on a tangent, but uh, switching gears. And we'll wrap it up here before we have, we have a few questions here actually too. Um, respect is more important than love, right? I came up with this idea and people are going to disagree with it. But I feel like respect is more important than love because you, when you love something or someone, you kind of lead with the heart, right? Mm-hmm. But when that kind of fades, all you got is respect. Yeah. And I think what happens is, is people end up being with people or being in a relationship with someone they don't even respect. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember this is, I see a lot of men make this mistake. They'll fucking, uh, they'll be with the chick and they get in an argument right and then the chick goes to instagram or social some form of social media and they kind of subliminally down talk their boyfriend they're like you know ladies you deserve better if you got a sorry ass man you know don't settle for that move mm-hmm. on right mm-hmm. and then what will happen is the dude just get right back with the girl mm-hmm. bro that is a big no no mm-hmm. when when you get disrespected like that you need to leave yeah bottom line you shouldn't be disrespecting women like that and w- don't let women get away with disrespecting you and the reason why i say that is because women move off respect mm-hmm. like it, she needs to be afraid to lose you dude yeah and i just think in general a lot of people are with people 
and they say they love them, but how do you love someone when you don't respect them? Yeah. If you lose, if you lose respect for me, please let me know, and we will just fucking break it off right yeah. there. Yeah. Because that's the thing too. That's the same thing with men. If a man is running out chasing pussy behind his girlfriend's back, he don't respect this girl. Because if you did, you would keep your fucking dick in your pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being yeah. real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think, uh, you know, I see it in a, a lot of relationships, especially like because um, as a man, you, you we have the standard, you know, which is, you know, kind of created throughout history where the right. man is supposed to, you know, he's supposed to be the breadwinner and supposed to hold down the house and stuff like that. Eat the booty, eat the booty uh, <laughs> occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that um, what I've seen in a few you know relationships that I've been around what happens is when that man is not that figure in the household, mm. he's just the he's he's just a figure. He's not actually upholding his uh, his duties as a man, right. you know, in our society as far as like you know making more money than everyone in the house mm-hmm. and paying the bills and all that kind of stuff. Like the woman starts to lose respect for him. True, you know, especially if it's like a if it's like a uh, like a ebb and flow in that relationship right. like maybe maybe one time he was like he had a decent job and then maybe he right. got laid off or his you know he had surgery or something so he couldn't work no more and right. then like you know now he's just sitting at home collecting unemployment and he not making the same amount of money women start to feel like you know especially when they you know when they work in a lot of hours and then maybe they get mm-hmm. a promotion it's it, the dynamics in the relationship mm-hmm. changes women don't ever <laughs> want to feel like the man Mm-hmm. They don't want to feel like the man. Mm-hmm. They're like, yo, they 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 even chose you because they felt you was man enough to, mm-hmm. you know, to be the man. Mm-hmm. But if you just give up on yourself and you just sitting there, they don't got no respect for you, G. They got no respect for you. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I hate to say it, it's kind of there's some. It's I mean, you can kind of the valid that that type of validation, I guess, is not a bad one. Yeah. If you was a person that had integrity and now you don't, like, should mm-hmm. she really respect you now? Yeah. Something to think about. Yeah, that sucks too. Like, imagine like this is what I was thinking about earlier. Like, do you think you could be in a relationship with someone who, not that they have to be a fan of the podcast, but mm-hmm. they just didn't like they just didn't care for the content at all. Like, wow. imagine like you do. So you do your set. You got your show on the twentieth, right? Mm-hmm. You do your show. Your girl's like, uh, I just don't think you're that funny. Or, you know, she listened to the podcast. It's like, oh, I'm just not, just not a fan of the content. Like, how do you think you could? And I, to me, that almost goes with the respect thing. So do you think you could be in a relationship with somebody like that? I think I could be in it depending on, like, if those words and habits matched up with everything she did. Yeah. Like, for example, if, you know, I listen to rap music and she can't stand it and she listens to country and I turn on rap, she's like, I don't like that type of music. I'd be like, fine. Mm-hmm. I would it, I, because it's, it seems like it's real, but like from a support standpoint, like if you don't support nothing, I do like nothing. Mm-hmm. We kind of gonna have a problem. Yeah, like if you don't fuck with it at all, like if I got comedy shows, you don't go to none of them. If I, if the podcast is successful and you don't listen to shit, yeah. it's like yeah, that's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that would suck. I think like because I think what happens a lot of times too in in certain relationships like especially in, in our age group in our, in our peers, like a lot of people are trying to do different things. Like, you know, people want to be comedians and actors and all these right. different things. But I just be thinking like, yo, what if you get into a relationship with somebody and they don't even like think you're talented? Like, 
Yeah. Well, the, unfor- the unfortunate thing is, I just think that towards the beginning of that engagement, you start to analyze who this woman is. Mm-hmm. I don't think you even make it to that stage. I don't think that you even go forward if you sense that you don't you're not invested in anything I'm doing. And I'm not saying you, you the woman should be kissing your ass or be submissive. I'm not saying any of that. Any of that. I'm just saying when a person doesn't take interest in what your life is like, don't fuck with them. Mm-hmm. Period. Whether you're a woman, man, whatever. If you're a woman and you're a teacher and you're doing whatever and the dude has no interest in you at all and what you're doing in your life, then you can't fuck with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's just it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I, I just I, that's a good question, Keith. It kind of threw me for a loop, but <laughs> truthfully, now that I think about it, like if you don't give a fuck about nothing I'm doing, then how can I even care about you? Yeah, because it's so important to me. Mm-hmm. I don't expect for it to be that important to you. It doesn't matter what it is. If you're a podcaster, if you're a comedian, which I'm both, if you're a fucking whatever it is, mm-hmm. if you're a personal trainer, yeah. if you're a, a musician. Like, if you don't take no interest in nothing that I do at all, especially when you like objectively, you know, that the stuff is good. Right. Yeah. It would be tough to be in a relationship with that. Yeah, it would be it would be tough. And then here's Mm -hmm. the worst part. If they like if let's say, for example, it's like, yeah, I don't really I'm not really listening to your podcast like that. And then they listen to all kinds of podcasts. That would be crazy. You'd be like, I can't trust this girl. The the interesting thing, too, like I was uh, I was. I heard this story about this guy and I don't know who it is, um, but I think I think he's my age or around my age. And he's uh, trying to play basketball overseas. OK. And, you know, we 20, 28 years old right now. You know what I mean? So we've we're 10 years removed from high school mm-hmm. and, you know, you at the, you know, you and your peak still as an athlete. But, you know, you kind of on the, the downturn of your of your your career or your chances of making it but I think like I guess in that relationship it's just like a battle with the woman because she's like yo like you 28 years old you still trying to play you still got this dream of playing basketball and it's like you if you haven't made it by now like so it's like it was kind of this strange dynamic like I want to support my husband kind of thing and then at the same time it's like bro you 28 like you Uh, might want to just go back to school and get your degree or you know whatever the case may be yeah, but a lot of times women just want what they want. Yeah. They're just like, you know what? Like, a lot of times women can't make their mind up to like, oh, I'm hot. Oh, I'm cold. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the best thing, just be like, if, if it's your dream to be a basketball player and it's and it's realistic in regards to you actually um, leveling up in some way. Then stick with it, man. You can't worry about what you can't worry about you, what your mama say, your daddy say, your wife, your girl. It's your dream. It's not. But you their, talked about that delusional. Uh, what is it called? Delusional confidence yeah. only. Oh, delusional confidence only exists when you have nothing to. You have no type of. When you have no type of not even metric, but when you don't have any type of reason for you to stay mm-hmm. or a reason for you to do something. Mm-hmm. Delusional confidence is walking around. And you kind of you, you've not been blessed genetically. You're not that handsome of a guy. You kind of you kind of overweight. You kind of sloppy. And you like, yo, I, I, if I mess with a woman, she got to be a 10 straight up. She got to have a small waist. You have this delusional outlook on things because mm-hmm. you over here being 350 pounds. But you want a woman that's fucking with with no fat. And she's 23. Like you have a delusional outlook on just for the sake of conversation. 
a, a woman, mm-hmm. right? But if you're a person that's doing the work and you're actually ascending in what you're doing, it's not delusional, mm-hmm. you know? It's only delusional to the people that, that create a metric for what's making it. Yeah. If they say, well, you haven't made it to the NBA and you're 28, but if you're professional overseas, that's pretty fucking good. That, that's not what I that wasn't the thing that I was saying. What's that? <clears throat> they want to play overseas. Oh, they haven't made it. They're they not a professional it. basketball player. Oh, yet. they're not. Yeah. Well, well nigga, you better get <laughs> <laughs> if you make if you make it money playing basketball, kudos to you. Because right. you you probably making more money in four, three or four months out oh, of a yeah. year than you know some people working regular jobs. hundred percent. But that's what my that was my thing. It was like in that relationship. This person is 28 years old. They practice basketball every day and they want to play overseas, but it's just not happening for them. Yeah. If if they want to play overseas, here's the thing, man. You give it at least two big shots because there's some people. First of all, it's some people that were gr- great enough to, you know, be at the bottom and make it to the. Kurt Warner is the best example. He was bagging. Yeah. He was bagging groceries. Yeah. He went from bagging groceries to playing arena football. I went from his story is wild. Ar- he went from bagging groceries at a grocery store to playing arena football. Then he went from arena football to the NFL, and now he's a Rams. fucking Hall of Famer, a Hall of Famer from a grocery store. And he had like two careers. He this- went to the. He was on the Rams. He got his yeah. ring. Uh, didn't he go to the Giants? Didn't work out didn't so work well. Out. He went to the Cardinals. Then he went to the Cardinals. Then he went back to the Super Bowl. One. Almost yeah. got another ring. Crazy. Yeah. Resurrected yeah. his career. Bagging groceries. Can you imagine the nigga working at Food Max? And yeah, ima- imagine. imagine. <laughs> Food Max. <laughs> Take it to the Max. <laughs> Maximize your shopping power. That Whatever grocery <laughs> store he worked at. That they need to have him as like a sponsor because right. that would it, that would motivate all the workers there. Like, hey, if you work here, you could be in the NFL, which yeah. is a complete lie because none of y'all niggas is making it to the NFL. But if you just put Kurt Warner on there and he throwing pineapples down the aisle, right? And, you know, throwing them in the baskets and stuff like that. Yeah. Bro, I just thought about something. We got to get a Food Max sponsor for the podcast. <laughs> Can you imagine it? Be like, we'll be right back. Food Max. <laughs> <laughs> Get somebody to chop it up like a Timberland. Or Yo, something who like is the motherfucker that sings that song, dude? I don't know. Is he like a talent? Like, is he like a guy? Like, his whole life is just it's like he's just made songs for grocery stores. Pro, I, pro, those guys, those like voiceover people, they tend to make a lot of money. They so do. He probably got a few more commercials. Like, yeah, I did the Arby's commercial. I did the Food Max commercial. And it's the deep voice guy for Arby's. Yeah, Arby's. We have the meats. Yeah, it's a black dude that do that. Yeah, I he think. definitely sound like yeah. a black man. Yeah. At the end, he'd be like, Arby's. We have the bar- meats. He a good barbecue too. No, no, he'd be like, he'd be like, Arby's. We have the meats. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> 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 It'd be some dude like, guess I'm not going to Arby's anymore. I ain't going to Arby's no more. It'd be hot. That was uh the dude. Um, his his handle is Supreme Dream. I think his name is like Malik Phillips or something like that. Okay. But he did a Arby's. Uh, he did. A, it was a funny skit. It was basically like um a dude bringing like Grubhub, Grubhub or something from Arby's. Uh-huh. And then he was like, he, he brought it to the door and the dude was like, hey man, I have your order from Arby's. He was like, nah man, I ain't, I ain't really ordered 
Arby's in there. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it says right here on the receipt that you order Arby's. And he's like, no, nah, bro, I, I, that's not. I didn't order no Arby's. And then he was like, come on, man. Just take this Arby's, man. Ain't nobody buying no Arby's right now. <laughs> 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 and then he just, and it was funny because, like, he slammed the door on him or whatever. And then he came back in a McDonald's uniform. <laughs> and he, was, <laughs> he had the bag of Arby's like, <laughs> <laughs> and it was trending it was oh crazy it was God. trending for like two days oh my god and then god. arby's had actually responded to the tweet that <gasps> no. he had put out yeah oh my like, goodness yeah. yo i have never in my life been hungry and said you know what you know what sounds good arby's. arby's yeah i ain't never yeah there's a couple places I, like i ain't never did that with winter snitzel either but one thing, though, I I'm mess keep, with But hold up, though, I'm gonna keep it real. I do fuck with Winter Snitzel. Yeah, I never go there. I yeah. probably have not been to Winter Snitzel in like seven years. Yeah, and I live down the street from Winter Snitzel. Yeah, but the thing about it, man, is that shit is good, though. I mess with Winter Snitzel. For them sure, chili sure. cheese dogs be bussing. Yeah, and them motherfucking uh, <laughs> the cheese chili the cheese chili cheese burgers. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I think the best chili from a restaurant. Is a uh, Winter Schnitzel and uh, probably Wendy's chili. Wendy's, yeah, that shit be busting. Wendy's make that at home. They just bring it into the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. I could see like it, it's, <clears throat> I could see like a old uh, a old black woman making Wendy's chili. Uh, <laughs> one of them big ass all kind of ingredients. One in of them big ass spoons. <laughs> <laughs> you open the door in the back, you be like, "Is that on Jamaica?" <laughs> That's funny. They got Aunt Jemima back there making chili and Wendy's. <laughs> that was crazy. All right, man. All right. Uh, before we wrap it up, we got a few questions. Um, here's the first one. It is from Emun90. And it is uh, how to move on from friendships you have outgrown without any hard feelings. All right. Here's the thing. You cannot determine whether feelings are hard or not. Um. You may move on without hard feelings, but that might not work for the other person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing about it is, is depends on what kind of friendship it is. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I think a lot of women have a uh, not to say women just in general, but a lot of times women have a skewed idea with friendship. If it's a friendship with a, with another with a guy that's just a friend only or if it's a uh, talking stage, not talking stage no more. And then you move on like friendships are sometimes can be very complex so if you outgrown a friendship that means you're just basically headed in different directions yeah and that's fine i think the best way to do it is more or less just be cordial be respectful but reduce the text messages reduce the outings like don't Mm -hmm. try to be fake or disingenuous just be you and do what you do. Yeah. Like if they if they were if look if they respect it they respect it if they don't they don't if you've outgrown them you ain't got nothing to prove to them. I know some people that I don't hate to this day we real cool but at the same time I don't hang out with them. Yeah. Especially if they not if they don't got nothing going on that's that could benefit my life. Now mm-hmm. I don't want to sound selfish like you know you got to be able to benefit me but honestly we getting older. Mm-hmm. You you can't hang around bullshit people. Because what happens is, is when you get into a space where you're growing and you actually need people to lean on, they all got to be quality people. Yeah. You can't have somebody that's you've outgrown them and they still hanging around because they could be a hindrance. Eventually, Mm -hmm. they could be a hindrance 
or a distraction. Yeah. So if they get hard feelings or not, who really gives a fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta just move on. Yeah. I think I think that with this question it's a little broad. Right. Um, but the the dynamic that I will give advice on is like, you know, a romantic relationship. So if you if you um like if you were in a talking stage with somebody or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, and then you 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 know whatever happened, and you just kind of want to part ways. Um, the best thing you can do for yourself, and this also applies to just regular friendships. Right, 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 um, right. You just gotta put yourself in a position to where you're not constantly thinking about that other person. Hundred percent. Because sometimes, like you know, we we when you have a friendship with somebody, whether it's friendship or a romantic relationship, you're probably spending a lot of time with them, going right, out to eat or doing right. this kind of thing. So. Or even just sharing uh, posts on Instagram, like, right. you know, little stuff like that. Exactly. So you might have a, a rhythm connected to, like, you know, how often you speak and stuff like that. Right. But I would just say fill that space up with something else, you 100%. know, whether it's exercising or reading a book or, you know, whatever. Uh, Tacos. Just doing something. Yeah. Doing something conducive to <laughs> to to help you take your mind off of, of that relationship. 100%. And also, like, remove yourself from it. You know yeah. what I mean? If if it takes blocking them or mute, you know, you don't you don't necessarily have to unfriend them. But if you just mute their notifications or, you know, just simple stuff like that mm-hmm. to where, like, over the course of some time, you won't even you won't even think about them at all. You know, nah. it'll just be like, oh, man, that, I used to be cool with this person and there's no bad blood there. But right. we just don't have a tight relationship like we used to. And like Eddie said, like you, we feel how we're going to feel and that person feels how they're going to feel. Um, you can't really control that that aspect of it, but you can control what you do on a daily basis to 100%. to remove yourself. So yeah, and like Keith mentioned, he talked about like you know the the, the you know the times he hung out with people, dinners, this and that. What tends to happen when when you outgrow someone or you break away from, even if it's a friend, if you break away from people, what happens is you start to think about. What draws you back to people, whether it's friends or an ex or whatever, is you think about the highlights. Yeah. Even if the person was, uh, you know, was had low substance, they wasn't that great. You think about the times it made you laugh or they think about the times you guys had good dinners to eat or you think about all this bullshit. But what you need to be thinking about is how much of a fucking waste of time that person is. Yeah, I think a lot of people stay into stick with relationships and friendships and it's not really conducive for them. not at all i think i think we kind of what happens is we kind of uh stay with friendships just because that's the norm like right. oh this has been you know my friend since high school so mm-hmm. we can't grow apart in reality like <clears throat> we change all the, all time. the time we like, evolve the world change and then we adapt to the world and then you know especially now like it's um a lot of what's going on in the world is very polarizing, especially, uh, yes. you know, you talk about elections and then, yes. like, you know, these different rights, civil rights and all these kind of things. Yep. And, you know, these different uh, things are just popping up every day. Um, Porn and up. It, yeah. You, either you like BBCs or you like. <laughs> <laughs> I try to get Keith right in, right in the middle when Keith's trying to make a good point. I just like to fuck him up. Go ahead, man. Nah, but like, it, like all these things are polarizing. So I think what happens is uh, 
you know, when 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 I was 18 years old, I wasn't really thinking about the type of content I'm thinking about now as right. far as like, you know, I wasn't I wasn't too much thinking about race. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. wasn't really thinking about police brutality then. But now no. now I'm a little bit older and I'm thinking about right. you know, things differently. So that puts people in different positions. And, you know, in turn, you 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 lose some friends, you gain some friends, 100%. you you know, relationships are strained and and all these kind of things. So I just say like. Uh, friendships are valuable and, you know, social circles are valuable, but the length of friendships is not that important. Right. There's somebody, there's some people that I've known for like three years that I really, like I rock with tough True. and some people that I like, wasn't even really that cool with back in the day. I knew who they were, but it, we didn't really like, we didn't really kick it, kick it. But now that I, like I rock with them consistently and like we, we, we cool, like we chop it up. We talk about, you know, any and everything. So what I would say is like, that that friend that you're holding on to, like you known each other since eighth grade and you know, y'all been eating lunch together at the same table and y'all have a like I said, a certain rhythm to y'all relationship, like all of that is is overrated. You know yeah. what I mean? You can have a if you got married tomorrow and um you wanted a, a best man or a bridesmaid or whatever the case may be and you known that person for a year. Right. And they rock with you tough, then that's cool. hundred percent. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I'll say this. Your maturity only allows you to be in so many places. Yeah. So as you as we evolve as, you know, as people, um, you know, like for me, let's say I think you evolve. This is my opinion. I think we evolve every five years. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, five years ago, I wasn't a big fan of Brussels sprouts, but now I am. Yeah. There you go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I didn't used to like tomatoes, but. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you're weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it just it goes to show how you change and things. You just become more cultured. Yeah. And what happens is is you can't be friends if you outgrow somebody that's like, let's say for example, if you're in your 30s, we all think about this, right? We think about actually wanting to settle down and be with somebody, right? Eventually, mm-hmm. right? Even if it's not our top priority. You have to start being that person before it happens. You can't go for some wild party girl, a wild party guy, and all of a sudden you're married. That's not mm-hmm. how it works. Mm-hmm. You have to make a transition into being yeah, this person. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. like as a man, like I'm not chasing pussy all the time. Yeah, I don't do that. This yeah. is. I feel like that's that's low value. It's a young man's game. It's a young man's game. I have mm-hmm. business to handle, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to start conducting yourself in that light. But what happens is, is if you have a friend. That's constantly like, hey, man, we got to chase these hoes, man. We got to do this. We got to do that. It's like, I can't be friends with a motherfucker like that. Mm-hmm. I can't be friends with a motherfucker that doesn't take care of their kids. or Even though I don't have kids, I can't mm-hmm. be a friends with a guy that, that, that hits women or disrespects mm-hmm. women. <clears throat> so you outgrow motherfuckers. This guy might have been your friend when he was calling women hoes and you didn't see a problem with it when you were in college. But when you get older, you're like, yo, you too old to still be doing that shit, man. I can't hang around a motherfucker like this. Yeah, we also too old and, you know, kind of going back to the point to where, like, you know, we don't know when our time is going to, you know, we don't know when our clock is going to stop. 100%. So why would you waste any amount of time on a, a relationship that is not conducive to what you're doing? You know, right. whether, you know, if it's if it's something like obviously we have uh, ebbs and flows in relationships, but if it's something that you can like, um you know, you and you and my brother have been friends for a long time. And oh, if you, yeah. y'all could talk about anything, but mm-hmm. you know, it may have been a point to where y'all wasn't rocking like as tough as you are now. 100%. And if there was a point in that relationship where you felt like you couldn't really 
you know, get to this point, man. then it's like, you should have just cut it off. Because 100%. it's no use in like trying to drag it on. Yeah. It was one time I was, I was scared to lose. Uh, it was, I was, if we were almost in danger of not being friends based on a certain circumstance he was in. And I was like, man, I'm about to lose my friend. That shit, yeah. that shit had me down. Cause yeah. that's my brother. Like mm-hmm. we've been friends over 20 years now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that, that relationship is, important yeah like to my life Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. but yeah i hope that answers the question we went all over the place there Mm -hmm. and keith started talking about pornhub just fucking fucking up the whole shit Mm -hmm. all right we got another question it's very simple from vg morales for merch just says merch so is the trucker divine podcast going to ever release merch the answer is yes yeah uh me and keith have had many conversations about this but honestly, me and Keith uh, need to put one foot in front of the other and get it moving and get this stuff out. Yeah, we, we appreciate you guys for tuning into this podcast for the, the 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 few years that we've been out. We're going on three years in March, mm-hmm. so I mean, I think it. I think we owe it to the people who take the time to listen to this podcast every week mm-hmm. and give them something they can wear and something that's you know personal to them, something that they might find uh, enjoyable, something that feels good. Yeah, you know that'd be cool. Well, I, I will say to that 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 uh, that question or statement, um, what a lot of people don't really realize, and that you know we are only l- realizing ourselves as of recently, is that like this is uh, a podcast funded solely by the stuff we do outside of the podcast. hundred percent. So when it comes to certain things and, you know, people be like, yo, when are you guys going to go to YouTube or when are you guys going to have video or when are you guys going to have merch and all these different things. It's like, it's coming. We want to do it, but it's like, you know, we gotta, we slowly, but sure. Like if you, re- if you yeah. realize like where we are now versus where we started, we started with one microphone and a laptop and an interface and yeah, we're stuck my, it at out. my apartment. Yeah, yeah. In Eddie's apartment. And now we got a, a office space and, you know, we got four mics and a table and a interface and, a and all these and yeah. all chairs and shit. Yeah. All kind of shit. Yeah. All these things. And we actually have a camera that can do what we, what we want to do. But 100%. at the same time, it's like, the, it's a process, man. It's a process. And you want to make sure you do it right. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing about it is, too, is just the aesthetics, mm-hmm. you know, and well, I mean, we the cat's out of the bag. You know, we're, we're going to be going to YouTube. <clears throat> right. Mm-hmm. Um, we just didn't mention it. I don't we don't really like to mention things until it's mm-hmm. up and moving. But, yes, this podcast will be moving to YouTube. We just want to make sure everything looks aesthetically pleasing and nice. Um, and. The thing about it is, is you want to go into things not half-assed. You want to make yeah. sure that when you do put the content out, it's you want the, a whole ass when you're going into. Yeah, things. you want a whole ass. You want a big brown or black ass. Yeah, a big brown one. Um, <laughs> now, I think. <laughs> no, nah, but um, yeah, yeah, things things are moving, man. Think, yeah. things are moving in the right direction, mm-hmm. and I think when it comes out, I think people are gonna like it a lot. Yeah, what I will say is like you know the. We do appreciate these kind of questions, um, but it's it, we already we already think well, yeah, about we, yeah we've already had yeah. the foresight to mm-hmm. uh, to know that this needs to happen. I just yeah. think that you you don't you want to be assertive, but you don't want to be rushed. Yeah, because what happens is when you rush things out, you're going to re- regret the result, and then you know it's going to affect how your viewership is. When we go to YouTube, we want that shit to look fucking good when somebody clicks on that video 
And in the algorithm, I want them to be like, yo, who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, wow, this shit looks good. Who the fuck is this? Oh, mm-hmm. these guys are funny. Oh, these guys have good conversation. Oh, let me see. Let me click their other videos. How long? Oh, they've been around this long. Let me check their shit out on, on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. We want to be able to connect all these different things. Like we are our audience that we have now is growing. Mm-hmm. And we're getting more and more people listening to the content, which is awesome. But when you go to YouTube, that's a whole nother platform. Yeah. With a whole nother algorithm. Mm-hmm. We just want everybody to get the best of this podcast. So, yeah. Yes. The answer with the merch is definitely yes. Yeah. And it came from someone who is a huge fan of the podcast. So we got to we got to hook her up, man. Yeah. 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 All those all the people that really been down, down like y'all going y'all going to definitely get some some gift. Some uh, care packages. Yeah, we got to we got to get her a little shirt too for a dog. <laughs> That'd be dope. Yeah. We could do that. Get a little hat or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be dope. All right. Well, if you made it to end of this podcast, we definitely appreciate you. Thank you for listening to a Trucker's Mind podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K. Fings. We're out of here. Peace. <laughs>